Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond. I am really honored today to have Maggie Piggott as my guest. Maggie Piggott had a 37-year civil service career in the Ministry of Justice. She retired in 2011 with her last post being the Joint Chief Executive of the Judicial Studies Board. Maggie was a pioneer of flexible working, including job sharing for 23 years and is a vice patron of working families. Maggie and her job sharing partner were awarded the CBE. She's also a barrister and governing bencher of Middle Temple Inn of Court and was appointed an independent member of the Public Service Honors Committee in 2019. In her retirement, Maggie discovered a passion for dancing, which led her to join Open Ages Dance and um, the classes in 2013, and she became a member and trustee of the Sage um, Dance Company. Maggie wrote her book, How to Age Joyfully, in 2019, with the foreword written by Dame Judy Dench. Welcome to our show, Maggie. Thank you, and thank you, Karen, for inviting me to uh, join your podcast. I'm delighted to be here from across the pond. <laughs> and as, we, as you say, across the pond, as our podcast is quite international in nature, could you tell everybody what city you are joining us from and maybe give us some sites or interesting bits about your city, please? Right, well, I'm actually, I have always lived uh, since birth in London, in England. And uh, as uh, I'm sure most people know, London is, well, I think it's the center of the world. I love living in London. There's just absolutely anything and everything that you might want to do in terms of uh, history, arts, culture, uh, shops, anything that, that appeals to you. Although sadly, as of last night and the Prime Minister's um, announcement of shutting all theatres and uh, restaurants and art galleries, uh, life is going to be very, very different from now on, uh, I fear, for the next few weeks. But we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Yeah, I think we have, you know, similar situation that we've been asked to reduce our social gatherings. So, yeah. But I feel if we can practice social distancing together around the world, we can yeah. all make it through. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so now in Canada, job sharing is still quite uncommon. So for our listeners out there, could you give a brief overview what job sharing really is and especially related to the UK, please? Yes, well, um, as your listeners will probably know, it, uh, fundamentally, job sharing is when two people with reduced hours 
uh, get together to cover a full-time job. And there are a huge uh, different, different models, different ways of doing it, both in terms of the number of days and the amount of overlap to whether the actual role itself is uh, more of a share where you both know everything about the role and hand over exactly the same responsibilities to each other or more of a split where each of the job sharers have more specific responsibilities um, and it can be that one does three days one does two days uh, one sharer does the morning the other does the afternoon uh, or it can swap by weeks. There are just endless different ways that you can do it that best suits the sharers and indeed the organization. Um, personally, uh, I job shared in all my jobs, working three days a week, and my job sharer, Judith, also worked three days a week, and uh, we overlapped for one day on the Wednesday so we actually worked for six days and were paid for six days throughout the mm -hmm. time that we job shared and I can talk more a bit about how we did that and and uh, the split share if you're interested. Yeah that that will be really interesting just mm -hmm. for people like in the beginning you've had a job sharing with um judith for 23 years but yeah. how do how did you i mean this is amazing like you know as i was saying in our um pre-conversation it feels like a business marriage um so but how did you meet each other how did you decide and how, did you have to convince somebody or how does that start yeah. well it, it was it was amazing really because as you say uh it's a long time to share with the same person and it is like a marriage and actually a lot of the things that made it successful I think apply to marriages too but um, as to how we uh, started well we were both uh, mothers um, we were both actually working part-time in the criminal appeal office working for the court of appeal uh, criminal division as lawyers and it was our inspirational boss who in fact wow. suggested it a man too um, wow because he had a, a vacancy for mm -hmm. a head of a section of 10 lawyers and admin staff and he had a vacancy and he saw that we two were sitting there both working part-time and he just said well would you two like to combine and do it together as a and share the job now none of us had ever heard of job sharing i didn't know of a single oh, wow. other job share i didn't know what it was uh we we didn't know anything about job sharing i don't think he did actually um because this was back in 1988 <laughs> um, wow. but it seemed to us a, a really good idea and uh it was a more interesting job because we would have leadership and management whereas as part-timers we were literally just you know doing casework so we said yes but 
we just had to make it up as we went along because at that time there was absolutely nowhere that you could find out anything about job sharing or how to do it so we just sort of learnt on the job I suppose um, wow and like how did how did your boss think about this? this is what I find just fascinating because there are I'm sure people out there who you know might wonder how that could happen but to have your boss actually suggest that given well, that back then there was as you said very little information out there well uh, to be honest Karen I absolutely have no idea but he just said well, there's you two sitting there. I have this job that needs to be done. You two are, are, are good. And um, <laughs> I would like, you know, I think it could, I think it could work. Um, wow. And uh, we just started it and sat down, worked out how we would do it. And we decided that I would work Monday to Wednesday and Judith would work Wednesday to Friday. We would overlap on Wednesday. We asked if, uh, because we'd both been working part-time for three days, you see, Mm -hmm. So we said, well, we don't want to cut down our hours. Right. So we said, that's fine. We'll pay you for um, the six days, three days each and, and have your overlap. And that's how we started. Um, and we then followed that pattern and that model of uh, me at the first half of the week and Judith at the second half of the week. For the following 23 years, we just never changed it because it worked so well for us. It suited both of us. And overlapping in the middle of the week seemed a, a good idea. Um, so we just, we just stuck to it. And it was quite funny because uh, people got so used to us eventually. They, they couldn't distinguish between us, which is really weird because we look completely different. Right. And one of the ways they actually would remember who was who, which sounds incredible when you know us. Right. Um, uh, they used to have this little rhyme of Maggie on Mondays because I did the first half of the week. So oh, that's wow. how they remembered that I was Maggie. Mind you, I was still called Judith half the time and Judith was called Maggie half the time. And we answered to both. We really didn't react and people would apologize. Well, most people wouldn't noticed that they were calling us the wrong name and just <laughs> answered to either name um, okay. and we reckoned that was a success of the job share that people couldn't right. differentiate us even though we look differently and we are incredibly different personalities <laughs> wow yeah so basically in people's minds you were doing a job combined Absolutely. yeah and whether it was you during the one three days or Judith to them you were doing your job and yeah. so that's that's awesome and now when i was doing research um i came across when you were mentioning in one of the um interviews it's i it's called is it walk meeting i'm german so i can't pronounce it so well <laughs> what is, is that the word the, a walk meeting yeah what does that exactly mean oh, oh that was just a little thing that we that we developed several years in. One of the things we always um, insisted on was that we would share responsibility, whatever, however the job was cut up between us and whether it was more of a share or a split, we would always share. 
uh, responsibility for strategy because we were usually leading a, a, a division or a team or an organization. And we used to find that because it was so hectic and our Wednesdays were always wall-to-wall -wall meetings with uh, other people, that we didn't really have time to meet, carve out the time to really discuss strategy that we needed to do together. So we instituted what we called rock meetings, and, and that was simply a name I gave it because of a, something I went to on a course where uh, somebody did a very visual presentation about a jam jar and the fact that um, uh, all the little, the little pebbles get through but the rocks sit at the top and don't get through because all the little pebbles are taking ah. up all the time and you've got to make time for the rocks because otherwise they won't get done but all the pebbles get done so I just thought it was a rather good analogy and and so we just called them our rock meetings and we had them every oh I don't know every couple of months or whenever we needed to where we would take ourselves off out of the office uh -huh. somewhere just quiet and think about more strategic issues relating to our staff and teams and indeed our, our, our jobs and the organization. Wow. This, it just, like, you know, it just sounds like such a perfect way of, of doing it. So now over that time, did you feel like you developed, you know, say besides your Wednesday meetings, were there any other sort of best practices that you developed that for somebody who's thinking about, you know, starting, you know, to, to you know, think about or look into? Yeah. Um, well, certainly it, it, it all developed over time as we got mm -hmm. more used to it and more confident uh, mm -hmm. in, in our roles. Um, I mean, I, th I think perhaps the, the best way might be to say what we reckoned made for a su successful job share. Would that mm -hmm. be? Yeah, would that would be, be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. Yes. Um, because I, I think that it, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, but certainly for us, we found there were about eight or nine things that really, really made it uh, the success that it was mm -hmm. and, the, uh, and the lasting success. And the, the most important thing, I think, for anybody who is thinking of, of uh, starting a job share is that you've got to be prepared to trust the other half. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to feel that you can go off when you, when you do and leave the other person to, to deal with it and not feel... Uh, worried or concerned about that uh, and also that you never unpick we made it a rule that if the other half took a decision on something that I've been dealing with or she'd been dealing with you wouldn't go back on it you move forward you always move forward because you trust each other and uh, you it, it is as if you were making that decision. So trust is I don't think a, a job share would succeed at all if uh, you didn't have trust. Uh, the second thing which I think people have, who are doing a job share have got to really focus on is good communication because, and that's communication not only between you and your job sharer, which is vital obviously, but communication with your line manager 
communication with your customers, communication with your teams, so that everybody knows how it's operating, who's doing what, how they can get in touch with you. Um, and uh, so there's no mystery about it. Uh, mm -hmm. And certainly between us, we developed a, a very good way of handovers, and uh, which uh, uh, took us about 15 years to develop. We tried all sorts of methods uh, <laughs> of emails and the written notes and this and oh, uh But eventually we, we cracked it, or at least for us we did. And that was that um, on a Wednesday morning, the first hour, uh, Judith and I, it was sacrosanct, we would have a, a, a handover. Mm -hmm. um, but because I didn't see Ju Judith, because I came in on a Monday, she dictated a short tape, which oh. we found was by far the most time uh, beneficial way of doing it. So mm -hmm. she would just say, because in 10 minutes, 15 minutes on a tape, you can say so much more that, and you having the nuance and the voice and this. Right. And, uh, so I would go off into a private room and listen to the tape and then I would erase it. And it means you could say all sorts of things. And there wasn't any danger of other people seeing it if there was anything confidential. Right. And it just worked brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly that way. So it was almost like having a Skype or whatever. And, right. and we didn't communicate unless we absolutely had to at other times. It was, it was really, we made it a rule that if anybody wanted to uh, get in touch, it was only our job sharer that got in touch with the other sharer, not our teams. And mm -hmm. we were very reluctant to bother each other on our days off. Obviously, if it was really important, we would. So communication. Then um, commitment, commitment to... Uh, each other and to the job share because like a marriage <laughs> as we mentioned, <laughs> it's hard work yes. um, and you're going to have your differences and you do have to compromise I mean I know there were times when we one or one of us had to compromise about which jobs we wanted to apply to do because oh, we did, we did yeah. seven jobs in in our 23 years and we got promotion along the way um, wow. but sometime one of us would be keener on going for a job than the other. But of course, if we weren't both happy about it, then, then we wouldn't do it. So you've got to be, you've got to be sensitive to the other person and, um, prepared to, to compromise if, if, if necessary. Um, and to the job share, we were very, very keen to make it work and, and for it to be a success. So I think we worked very hard at that aspect of it. The next is is also uh, the culture. The culture of the organisation is was key. If we hadn't had uh, supportive line managers, uh, supportive teams, uh, also partners at home, I may say. Um, but, <laughs> um, but certainly, if the top of the office hadn't been really uh pro the whole idea of job sharing i don't think it would have worked i think that's very important that the culture in an organization is uh is behind it and is visibly behind it and and right. promotes it and speaks about it um I, otherwise you could undermine it and it, it, it could easily fail as regards the partners uh i think another important thing is that 
you've got to probably have similar values, uh, similar attitudes to things, possibly like leadership and management. Uh, you can be incredibly different people. As I said, Judith and I are, are totally, totally different characters. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've done completely different things in retirement, which just shows how, how different we are. Um, but uh, we're completely different characters. But we did share very much the same attitude to work and how hard we would work. And our attitudes to leadership and, and management were very similar. You don't want to be played off one against the other. which Right. I think possibly possibly yeah. happen um and certainly you've got to be a, a team player going back to the commitment to the job share you've you've got to be it's difficult to job share if you have a a, a big ego i think it i could would, see that yes <laughs> i could see that up wouldn't work because you're working for the success of the job share and if it's me 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 uh that that won't work uh so you have to be prepared to share the the glory and share the mistakes and uh if you really want it all to be about your uh input then i don't think job sharing would be for you because uh it's really like a very advanced form of team working really um, right yeah and and now just from it i'm just curious from a practical point of view because i've read you know there are some job sharers that literally make a joint email out of like the initials mm-hmm. and yeah so so did you have separate emails or was it or, or how did you do that or phone numbers like I, i'm just trying to sort of understand mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, when we started, and this was before, obviously, it all took off, right. uh, we had separate emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stuck with that because it suited us and we had separate phone numbers. Um, once we got promoted into the senior civil service and we were in the senior civil service for 19 years, we mm-hmm. were fortunate enough and blessed to have a PA. So that was immensely helpful because she could monitor both our emails Ah. and keep an eye on uh, Judith's emails during my days and then forward anything to me if she felt I needed to see us, even though it was only addressed to Judith. The reason we did have separate emails is that in many jobs, we split quite a lot of the responsibilities. Um, For instance, when we were dealing with family policy, I dealt with divorce and adults and everything to do with family, which was related to adults. And Judith dealt with all things relating to children and contact and adoption and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Now, you can imagine we had hundreds of emails coming in. Yes. Um, And if I'd had all the ones dealing with children and adoption on a daily basis, it I would have been delete, delete, or thinking I have to look at them. So we found that it was much more economical and effective for us to have separate emails. And um, quite often, uh, and people got used to copying us both in on the sort of things that we both needed to know about. So they just added both of us in the email header. 
if it was more strategic or something that related to the whole uh, organization. Um, And it it worked for us. I have to say that most people I know who job share in more recent years seem to share uh, an email. So whether that in fact is has proved to be better i don't know but for us certainly separate emails worked extremely well and limited to some extent the amount of email traffic that we got in our inboxes on a daily basis hmm so like what would you like you know i imagine somebody out here is listening and either is a leader who would like to implement it or somebody who would like to go to a leader and ask them to implement it. So you were lucky that your boss literally came and said, how about doing it? What would you do as the first step? How would you try to, you know, quote unquote, test it out to, you know, maybe like there might be some internal critics or skeptics and say, so what would you, based on your experience, tell them or how would you maybe set up a trial or a pilot so mm. to convince them that indeed it is working? Because quite clearly it is working based yeah, absolutely. on absolutely. You know, your experience. I'm, I'm totally convinced you could job share almost every job. Mm-hmm. Um, in all our years, we did we did a policy jobs, we did operational jobs, we did jobs <clears throat> dealing with uh, judicial appointments, which was very much a, uh, an HR type role. And then, as you mentioned at the beginning, for the last five years, we were um, CEOs of uh, the Judicial Studies Board, which had a budget of 11 million, was responsible for the training of 40,000 judges, had a judicial wow board worked directly our, our, our ultimate boss was the lord chief justice um we had loads of stakeholders customers yes. etc and in all the roles we did we worked with ministers we worked with judges we worked with the voluntary sector with the professions it worked and i have no doubt from other job sharers i have met that job sharing can work in almost every situation, uh, however uh, sort of fast or, or um, tricky it might be. Um, certainly, we certainly encountered right at the beginning some skepticism when we moved from a legal job to a policy job. We got lots of, uh, oh, you you couldn't job share my job. I mean, job sharing is wonderful, but you couldn't job share my job. (laughs) How can you job share a policy job? I I mean, the (laughs) deadlines and ministers and uh, all that sort of thing. Um, But once you get the people and and it's it's set up and, and it's working, it's incredible how all that sort of disappears Uh and uh, it's found to work. And then everybody settles down and really just takes it as normal. And the um, once it's it's seen as normal practice, then it grows. We had at one stage three pairs of senior civil service job sharers in the department. Wow. And people were applying from other departments job shows to come to the Ministry of Justice because... <laughs> it was just accepted as a, a sort of normal way of working. Right, um, right. And that 
was because people had seen it working and I think that's the real problem why people are um, not yes, taking it on as much as they are but it's fear of the unknown which is totally understandable I can quite see that if you haven't seen it in operation you worry about things like accessibility and communications and responsibility and what if I want to talk to X and it's not their day and all that sort of thing um, but once you see it in action and and hear from people who've done it it really isn't it really all disappears but coming back to your question which is I think advice to uh, somebody in a, a CEO or somebody in that right. position, um, I think there are various things that one could do um, and the first thing is really to just find out more about it because there's lots out there now, particularly somewhere like uh, here in the UK where we have uh, quite a lot, I mean, not huge numbers, sadly, but a lot of senior uh, job sharers now in, in different roles from media to law to business. Um, so there's quite a lot of learning and examples and role models out there with their reports on how how you can make it work. There's guidance out there. So one could certainly do the research on, on how, how to go about doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I think talking to those that have done it, actually speaking to people who have job shared and uh, have made it work for how they've done it, um, and having them speak to people who will uh, manage job sharers is very helpful, especially face to face. Um, again, I think you've got to be prepared to put the resources into it because it's not going to just happen. You okay. have to uh, be prepared to look at drawing up policies uh, for job sharing. Uh, what support you're going to give, uh, training for people who are going to manage job sharers, perhaps some uh, coaching or mentoring, um, having a register. If you're, it's a big organisation in the civil service, they've been amazing here. They have a job share finder register where you can register your interest and find a, a, a partner I mm -hmm. appreciate with small organizations that's obviously much harder but uh, for bigger organizations it, that's worked amazingly well and the, the civil service is way ahead and in the lead and just won another award for their practices on job sharing and flexible working wow. and then you've got to uh, look at Get, you can get professional help. I think there are organizations that can help institute uh, job sharing. We have Working Families here, which is a charity, a wonderful charity, which, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, I'm involved in, uh, who helps uh, employers on flexible working. So there may be other help to be had out there. I don't know what it's like in Canada and, and how much help there is out there. But they can help with things like job design because you've got to look at the job and see how it could work for job sharers. Um, and although the job sharers themselves have a responsibility, and we certainly work quite hard in every job we went into, to look at how that job could be done as a job share and apply mm -hmm. our experience to uh, how we would do it. And we would put that forward in interview 
and in our application having looked at the job and spoken to people uh, and I think that's very important for the job sharers themselves to think about that and allay any concerns that the line managers might have um, but uh, you do need to look at job design when you're looking at a job share to, to make it uh, suitable for job sharing so there are lots of different strands and then there's the culture and making sure that the organization or you if you're the head are, is going to support this and be positive about it and speak out about it we had our heads of department our permanent secretaries uh, the most senior civil servant publicly going on record saying how positive they thought having job sharers was and how it helped the organization how it wow. helped the, the how there was a business case for it and there is there is cat i mean research yeah. has shown that productivity goes up 30 percent in job shares um and i think the best evidence we ever had of a job share, of the success of job sharing, is that twice out of our seven jobs, when we left, we were replaced by two full-timers, two full-timers replacing two three-day-a-weekers, which just showed how the jobs grow and what, what actually happens when you have job sharers working together. And researchers back that up. Productivity increases with job sharers, and there are various reasons for that, but uh, it happens. I, when I saw that in my research about you, I was just really, really impressed. And to your point, this is the best evidence. And I imagine it's mm -hmm. you are constantly having a sparing partner, right? You yeah. can, you know, explore new ideas, bounce them off each other. And I, I imagine by doing this constantly, you are able to grow yeah. individually and together much further. Absolutely, that that is so right. I mean, it's wonderful having somebody else who has a hundred percent the same interest in the job as you are to make it right. a success, and probably about eighty, ninety percent of the knowledge of the job to discuss things with. And we were convinced that by discussing not everything that we had to right. decide, obviously, but the important, the really important uh, decisions we had to make, that we would come to a better decision, having yep. thrashed it out with the two heads are better than one, which is right, because we had different strengths and right. different skills. And you can you can play to your strengths and your skills, and you can you can learn from each other, you can coach each other, you can mentor each other and it it does result in a much better result for the organization um, and the other thing is that we found both of us that we could work with an intensity for three days hit right. the ground running and just go for it for three days because we knew in three days that would be it and we would be at home doing looking after our kids when we were younger and then doing other things when we got older but when they got older, but I, you can't keep that up for five or six days at full pelt like that. There's very little downtime. So um, you have to be good at time management and organizing your work. And you don't want to leave your job share to have to pick up all sorts of loose ends. So there's very much this feeling that you want to finish your stuff off 
right. in the days that you're dealing with it so that you're not handing over things half half finished so on the whole and this is true of part-timers too actually they do work with an intensity because it's a shorter time and you can just keep it up for longer. Right. So if you're working five days where there's more time for a chat around the water cooler or, uh, and you do miss that. I miss that. The, the sort of time out with colleagues and things. Uh, it's, it's hard. You, you lose a lot of that uh, simply because you're, you've got less time to do what you need to do in but you are more productive. Uh, all our teams used to breathe a sigh of relief when we went on holiday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, it's it, you know Maggie it is really fascinating to listen to you and I'm sure you would have so many more stories I'm literally feeling maybe Maggie should come back you know in, in a year or so and then we can you know do the next episode so I can hear more details and even more stories because it's just it's it's so important I feel for people who especially who are not that familiar to hear some evidence of somebody who has done it for so long, so successfully, and also, as you said, in multiple positions, and you've got promoted. So to show that this is truly possible and what mm -hmm. a model there is that in my mind is completely underutilized across the world. Absolutely. I, I, I can't understand it, Karen. I mean, having worked full-time, part-time, I did part-time working for five years and job shared. I've done all three. And there is no doubt in my mind that for the organization, in terms of attention, in terms of um, recruitment, productivity, as I've said, the whole week being covered, the the whole um, uh, message it sends on flexible working and diversity, uh, but the business case ultimately the business case that right. it's good for the organisation and it is a total win win for both uh, the, both the employees and the and the organisation and that is why even though we were paid for six days the organisation felt it was money well spent in terms of the what they got back from having job sharers doing the job and that is what I have found talking to a lot of other organisations and job shares over the years that that is that is the general picture it's not just us I mean we weren't we did it for longer than a lot of people and just one one partner so we are perhaps different in that respect but in respect of the success of it and how it can work and the benefits of the organization and the people themselves it's the same I've I found the same in all the conversations I've had with other people occasionally they might a job share may not work out um, but that may be nothing to do with the job share. It might be to do with the people uh, right. themselves or other circumstances as well. Or it, I'm, I'm not saying every job share will guarantee to work. That would be, that would be ridiculous. But right. most of the job shares I have come across have worked. Some better than others, obviously. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's, been such a pleasure to have you on um, the podcast now is there something you would like to share with the audience that we haven't really talked about um 
I think we've probably covered it all. I, I think all I, all I would really say is, is that uh -huh. try it. Go for it. Go for it if you're, uh, if you're uh, somebody who wants a job share. Go for it if you are an employer thinking about doing it. Uh, you won't be sorry. And it, it, it really will pay back dividends uh, when with, in terms of work-life uh, work balance. And now that I'm older, just to finish off, and retired and are now looking at that my next stage of life, and as you mentioned very kind at the beginning, um, I've written a book about how to age joyfully. And I think one of the things that I mention in my book is how working for longer is very important. And um, having work-life balance and having other interests, which I've now developed. Uh, and a lot of that came because of job sharing. I was able to develop other interests whilst I was still working. And if you job share, you because you're not working five days, six days a week, you can go on working for longer. So it might enable people to uh, keep working for a longer time and with our increasing longevity, that is going to be necessary. And also to wind down towards retirement. So job sharing is ideal when you have a young babies, when you, you're in the sandwich generation and you're having to care for older and children. And at the end of uh, your career, it's, it's a great way to age joyfully. So I would recommend it at all stages of uh, the career path and at all stages of life and the different transitions that one has. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. And I have read your book and it is truly <laughs> amazing. And there are so many wonderful tips and ideas and quotes. So I can um, um, recommend it to everybody to read it. It uh, is truly a pleasure having uh, well, read it and having had you on the show and being <laughs> able to talk to you in person. Oh, well, thank you. And it's on Amazon in Canada now. It was published in Canada and America last week, I think. So, hot off Oh, the my. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, so, is there like, um, you know, social media um, handles that you would like people oh, to yes. know about? Yes, I have two uh, two social. I'm I'm a Twitter addict. It's another obsession in my uh, retired years. Um, I've created a, a, a sort of positive aging account, which is age joyfully at aging better, all one word. And I also have um, a personal account, which is Maggie Piggott at Maggie Piggott. Um, and that deals with things like flexible working um and uh, arts and culture and uh various other things it's a more personal account but uh, the age joyfully one uh, has now i mean this now got over seven and a half thousand followers which i can't wow. believe i just that's can't awesome. believe um so there is a need especially in current times for us all to be positive about aging and to age joyfully, whether in work or uh, after you've retired. It's, uh, we need more joy in our lives. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's been an honor and I have been delighted and I would be delighted if you ever need to help in any other way, Karen. And uh, wish you Thank good you. luck in what you're trying to do. And let's hope Canada goes forward and, and embraces job sharing. 
I hope so too. Thank you very, very much, Maggie. Okay, thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.